What up for Ball We Know episode six? It's Nate. It's A Hop. And I can't believe it's been six episodes already. Here we are. I'm I'm enjoying the ride and I'm glad that we got our listeners on our side. I'm even gonna say it listeners, plural. <laughs> wow. You're that confident now. Yeah. I mean we got two, man. So <laughs> Two whole people care what we have to say. Anyways, what up? Or like making fun of it. <laughs> yeah, that too. Anyways, what up? Welcome to week six, episode six. We got some good stuff for you. The NBA is wild as always. This is why we have the podcast. The NBA never stops. Year-round action, drama, everything. Facts. First of all, Alex wants to wish someone a very special happy birthday. Mr. Bradley Beal, the Washington Wizards. Happy birthday. Good luck in your free agency searches. It's his birthday today. Oh, yeah. Um, we're recording on the night of Thursday, June 28th. So all the information you're hearing up until then uh, has been new to us. So first thing we got to start off with is the people, the fans, the fans, the people of the NBA on their Twitter. Just knowing everything, basically. <laughs> you can't always you can't hide anything from NBA Twitter. Can't hide anything from the internet. But NBA Twitter, I mean, like, they dug up uh, the tweets for the 76ers GM, like, and they found out the accounts and everything. That's some real, some really in-depth stuff. (laughs) They were, they found out it was his wife. It was basically NBA Twitter that NBA said they're going to, or the Sixers said they were going to launch an investigation. I'm pretty sure they just went on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) I'd, I'd buy it. Anyways, you can't hide anything from NBA Twitter because earlier this week, DeAndre Jordan was seen going to the OKC team playing with Billy Donovan. And then later on, there was tweets of people seeing DeAndre Jordan in OKC. What do you think of that? I think it's interesting. I I don't know what i see as far as him being on okc i don't think that's really that much of an asset but see the thing that i'm curious with can head coaches be involved in tampering because you're not technically supposed to be like recruiting players can but i don't know if coaches can i don't know i have no idea so either some shady stuff's going down or deandre jordan is on vacation in okc but of course, of course, you know, so many people go to OKC for vacation hotspot. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they have such a big market over there, you know? Yeah, man, it's thriving. <laughs> but speaking of Mr. Deandre Jordan later this week. So that was about Monday, Tuesday. This was about, uh, this was like yesterday. I think the Mavs were said to be actively pursuing Deandre Jordan, hoping to land him sometime this week. So Obviously, he can't sign or anything, but he could give them a verbal commit or, you know, give. Uh, well, I guess they can't. He's not a free agent. He'd have to be a trade, right? Or is he a free agent? I believe he would have to be a trade. So that kind of changes what I just said, huh? He can he can go with Billy Donovan and hang out and check it out, then because he's not a free agent, so that's not tampering. They can just say they're friends. <laughs> I mean, per Bleacher Report, um, 
DeAndre Jordan. Trade rumors. The Clippers would trade him if he opts into contract. Okay. So it sounds like he has an opt-in or opt-out. Yeah, so technically right now he's still under contract, so they're not breaking any rules. Loophole. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like it sounds like if he's gonna opt in, they're gonna trade him anyway. So Yeah. I don't really understand that. I mean the the great part is I mean the Mavericks obviously want him, as we saw um what was it, like four years ago? With the uh, Clippers and Mavericks, the, he was trying to uh, 2015, so three-ish years, three, three summers ago, three years ago. Um, DeAndre Jordan was locked in his house by Doc Rivers and Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, I believe. <laughs> Something like that. Were they having an intervention? And Well, it was, what, like three or four hours before uh, free agency signed, and he was thinking about signing with the Mavs, but they tried to, like, sway him. Swayed, swayed him, swayed his, sway his, I keep saying swayed. There it is. <laughs> sway his um, decision on where he should go. So the thing about this that I think is pretty funny is CP, CP3 ended up leaving. He did. One year later, two years later, and then Blake Griffin ended up getting traded. <laughs> so DeAndre's like, all right, so I basically signed here for no reason because everybody was like deuces. <laughs> and those were the guys who made him a top player. DeAndre Jordan just by himself does not seem like a top player to me. No, he's just a guy that can jump really high and get rebounds and throw an alley. Which is which is great for what it's worth, and it worked really well with those two guys oh, as yeah. assets. But yeah, so now he's just stuck a Clipper. I think you should get out of there right quick. So good on him for shopping around. I mean, and I think Mavs could be fun with those two young guys they have at the guards. Yeah. Doncic and uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah. And then him. I mean, that's probably another reason he wants to go there because Doncic is like a traditional point guard, so he's going to find him and get him buckets. For sure. Um, little shocking news coming out of Phoenix after they got DeAndre Ayton in the draft, obviously, and Mikael Bridges, two great picks. Alfred Payton, the point guard who they traded for, they couldn't keep him. He wants to be a free agent. I don't know full details who that is. If the Phoenix Suns are like, eh, you're not that great, or Alfred's like, I'm out. But I thought he was a pretty good point guard for their system. He, he, he's not a score-first point guard, but he can score if needed. So I thought that was really like a good fit. But I, I guess uh, those two it sides looks like. Different plans. It looks like, per Bleach Report, the Suns decided not to re-sign those guys. Interesting, interesting. So that would be Alfred Payton and Alex Lynn, which freed up 10 mil in cap space. Okay, well then, yeah, I guess you could see them trying to get another a free agent point guard then. Maybe that's what they're trying to do. It definitely looks like what they're trying to do, clearing up cap space and then trying to reel in somebody a little bit bigger name instead of these two Good, but not great players. So I'm looking up point guards, This who they could get. Yeah, Ricky Rubio, Jeremy Lin, Kemba Walker, Darren Collison. So most of those guys I'd probably take over him. <laughs> I mean, even like Corey Joseph or Patrick Beverly, D'Angelo Russell. So there's some, it's a big 
uh, heavy free agency for point guards, I guess you could say. Definitely. Well, it depends too. Are they trying to just nail down one point guard or are they trying to shop around for a couple positions? It also looks like they have a few other non-guaranteed contracts that they could scrap. They could free up what another eight mil. So they have potential to pick up at least one pretty impressive player to add to that lineup, which could be pretty mean. Yeah. Their starting lineup, if they could get like a decent point guard, it's going to be mean next year. And I don't think they'll make the playoffs or anything, but it'll, it'll be a step in the right direction for sure. Really? You just are going to completely scrap their playoff hopes. Even if they pick up, they had the worst record in the league last year. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't think we've really seen the best that Devin Booker has to offer. You are pretty high on Aiton. And then if they can pick up a point guard that can play too, I mean, look at what the Sixers did. They turned their whole ship around in all of one season. It just depends on defense. The Suns last year could score like no nobody's business, but they could not play defense. They were keeping up in score, scoring-wise with some of the best teams in the league, but they just couldn't play defense. So they'd lose games 130 to 115, you know. So they're scoring. Mm. They just need some defense. So I guess it depends on that and how good of a season Aiton has, obviously. It's kind of hard to tell. Think a number one pick, someone his size and athletic ability and strength and like bodies just ready for the NBA that you have a good first season, but you never know. So true. I I mean, I guess just thinking out loud, it seems like there's potential. I mean, if they can clear up 18 million cap space and bring in a point guard and then maybe a three and D kind of guy, who knows? Yeah. I mean, I I love watching young teams build and try to work their way up to a, a playoff spot. It's a good time. Except the Clippers, they suck every other year, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, they're not they, doing much. They rebuild every five years, something like that. Poor, poor Clippers. <laughs> Move them to Seattle. <clears throat> what? Um, next up, we got the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> Jokic. What'd he do? I mean... He's going to get signed to a dope deal. What do you mean? What did he do? <laughs> I'm just saying, what's the damage? What do you mean? What's the damage? Why don't you talk about it? <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to give you some room to talk. I feel like I've been talking this whole time. You're the one who's in on this stuff, man. You know, it's up. I'm just, I'm just pitching in. All right. All right. The nuggets, uh, the rumors are they're planning to sign Jokic to a five year, $146.5 million deal. Mm. So, you know, pocket change. Uh, <laughs> and it also doesn't have a player option. It's a team option or is there no option? Hello? Good question. <laughs> that was a I, was, I was thinking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Nikola Jokic, he's, he's an exciting player for sure. He came into the league at, like, well, he didn't come into the league, but like he became known like a year, like two seasons ago. Um, started putting up big numbers. That Nuggets team is young and has some talented players. Uh, I think we talked about this a little bit during the draft because they just picked yeah. Michael Porter Jr. too, who's just going to add to that roster. So you obviously need to keep him. He's your focal point. Um, just a guy that can do it all. Very skilled in the post and whatnot. So, yeah, I like it. 
worth the money. Yeah, definitely seems that way. And he's what, 23? Uh, totally worth the money. Putting me on the spot here. Is he 23? Wow. He's 23. He's pretty good yeah. for being 23. Jeez. You don't say. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. Okay. 23-year-old Nikola Jokic, five-year, 146 mil. Cool. Sounds like a good call to me. Set for life. <laughs> pretty much. Some hot news coming out of Indiana. You know, Indiana is just a thriving city with paparazzi everywhere. <laughs> or a thri- thriving state. Excuse me. That's not a city. Uh they declined Lance Stevenson's option. So what does this mean for Lance? Is he just done now? He's retiring? Because this <laughs> you think he's for, just out? This happened before, man. Where where did he go? To like Brooklyn or something? And he couldn't he couldn't play. He couldn't earn minutes and he just went to the G League for a little bit and he was all over the place. He couldn't find the right team. And then he comes back to Indiana and just balls out again. Like this dude can only play basketball. In Indiana, in the state of Indiana, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like uh, Vic Oladipo, right? Yep, he's the same Something one. <laughs> about Indiana. So he went. Stevenson went from the Pacers for four years. Um, he was drafted by the Pacers, yeah, to Charlotte for a year, the Clippers for a year, Memphis for half a year. Same with the Pelicans. So it's the same team. Uh, uh, same season was either traded or released uh, Minnesota for half a year and then back with the Pacers for the, this last year. Wow, bounced around a considerable Talk amount. about a journeyman. So, yeah, can he play basketball outside of the state of Indiana? World teams, will someone sign him? Or do you think he's kind of done? I guess more of my focus here is why did they decline? I feel like he does a lot for them. Yeah, he's definitely like a hype guy. He, he a hustler for sure. Uh, uh, let's see, what's his his contract was gonna be four point three. So I guess that's not terrible. Honestly, he's not taking up a lot of cap space there. And I feel like, like you said, he just he sets the tone for that team so often. I mean, he's not afraid to get in the face of the other team's best player, even if it's LeBron. He's nitty gritty. He hits big shots. Yeah, this could also be something in the locker room. Maybe him and Oladipo cl- clash heads, and they're kind of moving along with Oladipo as their guy now. So yeah. you never know. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that we can't can't see because we're not cool and we don't have inside people inside there in the locker room and whatnot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if anybody picks him up. Honestly, if he doesn't get a contract, I could see. Th- Pacers signing him again like halfway through the season like they did see yeah for less money and then they could still shop around and and pick up another player with the cap space they freed up yeah I mean if someone waves a million and a half in your face and you don't have a team to go to like you're gonna take it if you're Lance (laughs) well and I think I think Indiana loves Lance Stevenson yeah for what he's done for that team so I totally could see that happening they're just kind of shopping right now I think they're in the market for Marcus Smart, aren't they? Interesting. That's like a Lance Stevenson clone. But see, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. But I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's just a little better of a. Well, I wouldn't say shooter, but well, yeah, he's a better shooter. 
barely probably like his per- his percentages from three aren't good but his, his it, overall he was one percent better last year <laughs> there you go get that one percent indiana <laughs> i mean he has potential though he has a lot of potential see i was gonna say he's a little bit younger maybe the ceiling's a little bit higher and then you do still have that opportunity to try and sign stevenson again down the road if you get smart and i would hate to play against a team with both of them on it yeah that'd be uh annoying to say the least could you imagine you're you're a guard on a team and you have to be guarded by Marcus Smart and then he goes to the bench and then Lance Stevenson comes in? That's just not, that's my nightmare. It's horrible. <laughs> Blowing in people's ears and whatnot. Getting beat up the whole game. That sounds awful. So who knows? We got about some trash making a lot of headlines. Yeah, you're so brutal with this man. So the trash opt-in with OKC for $27.9 million on a player option. The trash being Carmelo Anthony. Uh, <laughs> on the inter- interweb, um, basically no one wanted him to resign with OKC. Where did you see that? Or like the fans. I saw some fans that were like, oh, okay, well. I mean – I am a OKC fan, and I have no interest in Carmelo Anthony re-signing, especially not for the money he's making. Yeah, that's a lot of money for a guy that should be coming off the bench. He may not think so, but he he should be. <laughs> what is he making? Twenty-seven point nine. Oh my god! They could get so many. OKC Better got pieces. straight finessed by Carmelo Anthony. Oh, yes. Finessed like something serious. Well, let's see. His averages last year, 16 points, just under six boards, one assist. He shot 40% from the field and 35% from three. Isn't this man supposed to be a scorer, a shooter? He's supposed to be like the scorer. So... Mm, yeah. Long story short, as you said about OKC fans being sad, I'm kind of sad. So, but there's more to this. He like instantly after that news came out, uh, he Instagrammed a picture saying, "Oh, you mad, huh? Take a step back, evaluate what is important, and enjoy life." So basically, he knows that people are that he finessed OKC and people are pissed. <laughs> It's like he, he went to OKC knowing, like, all right, I'm going to be trash in, like, another year. They're going to see this, so uh, I need a player option. Because <laughs> you know OKC's not signing him again. It, it was a team option. They were dumb oh, as ass. God, you're so right. That's horrible, too, that he's just like, ha, ha, ha. Got him. Walk away with my 27 mil. See ya. I'm going to throw bricks off the side of the backboard next year. That's going to be <laughs> A million dollar a brick. (laughs) Okay, and since you mentioned social media, and this fits right into what we've been talking about, Paul George, his post on Instagram about the Pacers regarding Lance Stevenson was interesting. Yeah, what was that again? I don't have that in front of me. Do you have that in front of you? Yeah, um, he posts a picture of Lance Stevenson and says, wow, and I was the bad guy, huh? In this business, you do what's right for you. Hashtag Pacer legend. It's, so it's, it's like a true statement. So that's all like in that it kind of like hints at him going to LA, which we'll touch back on later. But 
or I guess soon, <laughs> whenever we talk about the Lakers, because they got a lot going on. Uh, but we'll stick with Lance here. Well, I mean, I, it makes sense. Like Pacers legend, little far, you know, little little much. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's a business. That's kind of what happens. It's not there's a double standard that guys like KD and LeBron for like leaving teams and stuff are like cowards. And it's like, all right, if he was averaging 15 and like two and two, they would have shipped his ass out a while ago. <laughs> no one would True. have said a thing. Yeah. I mean, I wonder too about the Pacer legend hashtag. Is that really about Lance or is he talking about himself? Oh, I didn't think about that. That's good. I think, I think he's pretending he's talking about Lance, but this is, this is really all about Paul George. So I see what you're saying. Like, does this kind of signal his, him trying to prep people for him leaving? Mm-hmm. Um, I also think this is him acknowledging the seeming kind of disloyalty. I think it is a business in the NBA, but in sports, we expect a certain degree of loyalty from teams and players and everyone else involved when someone does a lot for your team. And it seems like that has really been absent. Yeah. As evidenced by, if you look at the comments on any NBA related post, one of the top three comments is going to say like if KD ruined X, literally (laughs) anything. And I think that speaks to the, the disloyalty that people feel is kind of running amok in the league right now. Yeah, so speaking of PG and his uh, Instagram post, later he it was determined that, or it leaked, I guess, that he's opting out of his uh, contract in OKC, which I guess is not too surprising, but it kind of just like puts the nail in the coffin that he's uh, he's out. He's making way, you, making his way downtown, walking fast. <laughs> you think that means he's out for sure? I do. I mean, like Carmelo just resigned. He doesn't want any of that. Uh, <laughs> oh Lord, that could a hundred percent be the reason. Okay. On that note, you want to hear the worst part? Melo just opted in for twenty-seven mil. Paul George would have only made twenty. That could be a little jealousy there too. Like he should be making. Why more. in the world are they paying Carmelo Anthony? More than Paul George. That's not even close. You could just argue strictly age on that. You could argue strictly a lot of things. Yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, like you said, there's he could go back to OKC. Obviously, there's been a lot of speculation that he's going to L.A., being from there and whatnot. And mm-hmm. him saying that he wants to go there last summer. He's been um, vocal about it, yeah. But. You've put on here that uh, he said he grew, grew comfortable in OKC. And he had a couple statements that might just be him talking, you know, just him trying to make people feel like he's not sure yet and that it's a hard decision when in reality it might not be. Uh, he did also say, I felt I didn't finish as strong as I could have. Knowing you left something on the table, even to this point now, it weighs on me. So kind of that low the high expectations and what they actually did was not even close yeah, so so like that could mean like i didn't finish as strong so i needed a better supporting cast around me so we could have went further could mean that and yeah it does yeah, and he doesn't want it to weigh on want weigh on him anymore so he's like i'm out so it won't that's a completely different way to read into that quote so maybe that is what it means yeah, but in any event, players we'll always see. say things middle of ground so that it doesn't come back on them. <laughs> uh huh. 
or they try to anyway. And uh, about uh, the Lakers, we're getting into our Lakers news now. This is the Lakers News Network. <laughs> and they still have yet to do anything. But <laughs> Seriously, nothing has actually happened. <laughs> the Lakers pitched PG, uh, which was leaked by Sports Illustrated. Um, I've always wondered what these pitches sounded like because people talk about like, you know, they're, they pitched them this huge idea. It's like, what's the idea? You're going to wear our jersey and we're going to get a couple guys. You're going to win us a championship. Like, wh- what's it sound like? So yeah. we got basically a, f- a piece of it. I don't think it was the full thing, but uh, they sh- I guess they showed him like a video. It's pretty corny. <laughs> a video and a voiceover on the video. And the- here's the voiceover. When you were just a kid in your room dreaming from Palmdale, which is where he's from, we were dreaming too. While you dreamt it, we built it, built for your arrival. And while we dreamt, you built too, becoming one of the world's greatest. Life's most powerful dreams are the ones we realize ourselves. The ones that turn us into legends. That kid from Palmdale always knew it. Now the world will too. (laughs) So That's so corny. It's corny, but like it sounds like a commercial, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it does. If I was in that interview room being him or that meeting and being him and like I saw that, honestly, that would probably give me chills a little bit. Just like no, it's compelling. Yeah, I mean, knowing that the team wants you that bad, and that what has they say they've been like building for you. Uh, honestly, last season maybe they were just because they knew he already wanted to go there. But before that, they probably didn't really know. So the rest of that's probably BS. But it sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it sounds really good. <laughs> um, but in related news to that, to uh, PG going there or being in Palmdale and trying to find his way. ESPN's doing a three episode like mini documentary on his free agency. And the last episode is of him choosing his destination of where he's gonna be. And so see which really doesn't sound like I'm re-signing at OKC, you know. No, it doesn't. It's like I did all of this to be like, oh yeah, I'm staying. <laughs> but it's filmed in LA. So He's there this summer. I guess he goes there every summer. I'm not sure uh, if it was just this summer. That's a huge hint, but uh, he probably does go there each it's summer. Probably he's got all family. The time. Yeah. Yeah. So the first episode was kind of cool. It was just kind of showing him chilling, I guess, during the summer, working out a little bit. They showed the season and how it ended, and they also did a flashback of how he got to OKC, stuff like that. And he talked a little bit about his season, and so it was kind of more of just like a this is where we are. There wasn't really any information or like little signals that he was going anywhere. It was just kind of like a leading up to now. I feel like this is really an all signs point to LA kind of thing. It's like between him and ESPN, they're trying to do this and this Lakers pitch. It's this big, like, coming home like Le- they're trying to do this big lebron-esque kind of thing if it, which if i don't that's think bigger than the lebron decision special that aired on espn like <laughs> documentary series like they see and it it seems like they're trying to make this big they're trying to make it LA. coming home yeah you know, exactly so that's such an la thing to do hollywood which i 
will be very interesting considering our next couple topics about the Lakers and, and their trade rumors and, and everything else. So, yeah. So the next part of this LA saga was that magic Johnson, was he the president of basketball operations? That's his job. Some, some like that. Uh, I don't know. Says he'll step down if the Lakers don't get two free agents two like top free agents in the next two summers. So to me, this sounds like one, he's like kind of going to either like bump his status up a little bit. Cause he knows PG's coming already. So he's like, I got this, but obviously he can't speak on that. Cause he's been hit with tampering charges before. True. <laughs> so he's probably treading water or treading carefully, I should say. Um, and so t- to me, then maybe that's kind of like a, this is how dope I am. I'm going to say, you know, in the next two summers, man, I got to get two, fr- two big free agents and then fulfill on your pro- promise. Uh, it's kind of like insider trading a little bit. <laughs> I also feel like, though, that, A, this is Magic Johnson's personality anyway. And two, he is Magic Johnson. I mean, if I was a free agent and I had any interest in L.A., the fact that he's there would be pretty big incentive for me. Yeah. The opportunity to kind of work with that guy and learn from him and just be around him, honestly, especially as someone who grew up in LA, like, like Paul George, that's pretty big in and of itself. And magic knows that he's not stupid. Yeah. Um, another way I looked at it was like, he's trying to cover his own ass. (laughs) He's like saying, I'll quit. I'll step down if I don't fulfill. So he's, in a way, like taking responsibility for his actions or lack thereof. And people would like to see that. And maybe that'll open up another job opportunity if he were to leave soon. Something like he that. He ain't going anywhere. No, I know. They're going to get someone. But like, he's trying to like say, hey, I know the business. If you don't want me here, I'll leave in two years. But maybe in a way, he's hoping that the, that'll like, make fans be like he's being honest and open with us and they'll kind of kind of voice him on to like stay longer than the two years if they weren't to get anybody but they're gonna so it doesn't really matter (laughs) and that feels like his kind of play like imagine he gets one and he's like okay i'm gonna step down and everyone la goes no magic no we love you stay yeah you got this guy like you just need one more (laughs) yeah see exactly so he's he's letting the fans know he's trying i guess you know and i'm you know, easier way to understand. He's just like, Hey, I'm working, but it's not the easiest thing to do. Yeah. And he's working on getting Kawhi as well. Um, Kawhi's also been vocal about going there, being from there. Uh, the Lakers apparently are actively pursuing him or aggressively, excuse me, aggressively pursuing him. That's very different verbiage. Yep. Huge difference there. Could have just well, broke a news story using actively instead of aggressively. They, there has been some recent talk, too, about what pieces would be involved in a trade between the Spurs and the Lakers. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like the Spurs are, are not interested in Lonzo Ball, um, but the Lakers are willing to include Ingram in a trade, mm-hmm. which I think makes sense. I mean, yeah, you got Kyle Kuzma, who's proven to be better already than Brandon Ingram. <laughs> I think so. I don't think everyone would agree, but I mean, Ingram might have more upside, but at this point, uh, Kuzma is like what you want out of your small forward position. 
you want in this today's NBA, you want a guy who can shoot threes consistently and play defense, and he can do both. Ingram can spot. He's like um, hit or miss. No pun intended yeah. on the three pointers there. And, and his defense is kind of just like a big man defense. It's not really sizing up guards on the outside. It's more of in the paint. Yeah. So uh, if he went to the Spurs, that'd be kind of interesting for the Spurs, honestly. They'd probably still be good <laughs> just because Pop will work some magic. I'm just convinced the Spurs will never not be good as long as Pop's there. Yeah. And he's that's like his life and his team. So he's never leaving. <laughs> I also think if Kawhi leaves, that really opens the door for a new guy to come into San Antonio. And I think people would be crazy to not want to play for Popovich. Yeah. So. I mean, LeBron's even said he's wanted to play for him. Well, supposedly if Kawhi goes to LA, then LeBron's a shoe in. Yeah. So. And I don't even want to talk about the, the news Stephen A. broke today, <laughs> or that he thinks he broke. And what was that? That LeBron's been texting Kevin Durant, telling him to go to L.A. with him. No one else is reporting this. Stephen A., from the clouds, just goes, hey, I got a source. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yep. Cool, Stephen A., I'm sure you're spitting facts there. I wouldn't say from the clouds. It's more like a like a groundhog. Like, he stuck his head up out of the ground to say that. And he's just going to duck back underground. And once again, NBA Twitter went off saying, like, if it's not from Woj, I don't believe it. (laughs) Can we take a second, though, to just envision a team with those two together? Plus Paul George. Imagine. Because Paul George 100% is trying to go there if those two do. Yeah, that's just like a rec league screw around team and (laughs) mess around and get 82 wins. Like, you just have a fun time. Just, I don't know. Well, two, the then, top two players in the NBA, one of which is and one of which is top two all time, like Jesus. <laughs> and there'll be nights that Paul George will just mess around and get fifty because the other team's so worried about KD and LeBron. Yeah, Paul George have the best season of his life. He would just be in the corner spotting up on threes after being dished by LeBron, <laughs> and you know LeBron's so, hitting him right in that shooting pocket. So I don't believe this Stephen A quote-unquote news no but i think it's i think it's a wonderful idea so lebron give it a whirl man i think that's dope next thing you I know would pay Stephen a lot a is money. gonna be like this just in greg popovich wants to be traded to la <laughs> and that'll bring you and lebron texted him asking him to go there and then kd joined in on a facetime and was like yeah <laughs> well next thing you know it's just gonna be Stephen A, starting point guard for the L.A. Lakers. So, it's whatever. Hey, man, he averaged 1.7 points in his high school career. So, Did he really? Yep. That's hilarious. It was either high school or college. I'm pretty sure it was high school. Now i got to look it up because I forgot. (laughs) And then we need to get rolling. Uh, No, that's his, his money. Oh, my God. Stephen A makes... Too much money for a journalist. Oh my God! Skip Bayless makes even more. Stephen A makes three point five million. Skip Bayless is four years, twenty five million. It's just stupid to be talk about sports. All right, where's our contract? <laughs> Stephen A did play on scholarship. Okay, so that was that was in the one point seven. Then I saw somewhere. Yeah, 
But anyway, hey, there you go. Stephen A. Professional baller or amateur. Oh, excuse yeah. me. <laughs> mm, yeah. All right. What's next? Richard Jefferson making some headlines because he's just a clown. <laughs> this dude does not care about anything. No, he's hilarious. Do you want to read this? This is long. Do you, do we really want to read this whole thing? Okay, I'll, I'll read. I'll read like the beginning and then kind of summarize the the end is pretty funny too. So okay, I'll just kind of skip the middle. Um, so basically, Richard Jefferson's kind of making light of the whole LeBron to LA situation. So he goes. He posts this on Snapchat. Uh, in his notes on his phone, took a screenshot, that kind of thing. <laughs> he goes, it is with great remorse that I am writing this. <laughs> After many years as a peer and many years as a friend and teammate, I have decided to end my relationship with LeBron James. <laughs> and my friendship, which is even better. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes on saying that he's saying it publicly so that the media will stop asking him where LeBron's going to go because <laughs> he goes, unfortunately, I live in Los Angeles, so the questions are unavoidable, but hopefully this helps clear things up. <laughs> Truth be told, I never liked the guy. <laughs> he works too hard. It makes the rest of us look bad. <laughs> He's my son's favorite player, and I view that as a complete betrayal of how hard I've worked to put a roof on his head. <laughs> then he, at the end of all this, he goes, I wish everyone the best of luck in free agency, teams and players. Oh, and middle finger emoji to Channing Fry also, just because. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty clowning. No, I know. And there was so I many people it. that took this seriously. I was like, are you kidding me? Why would a guy publicly say he's not friends with LeBron anymore? <laughs> because people are dumb. And they believe anything on the internet, man. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Shout out Richard Jefferson, though, just for always being funny. I appreciate you. Yeah. A um, few things we're going to touch on real quick because we got to get rolling. Becky Har- Hammond, Harmon, however you say her name, uh, it's been promoted. Nice, dude. Promoted. Nice. Been promoted by, well, I think it's Hammond, but I wrote Harmon. I don't know. Uh, been promoted by the Spurs uh, to the front of the bench. She was behind before. I was like, kind of like an assistant. She was behind the scenes. Uh, she's been promoted now. She's going to be the first female head coach. There's no doubt about that. Next. It's Hammond for the record. Yeah. See, I think it's auto, auto correct screwed me and put mm, sure anyways adam silver signed an extension through 2023 2024 season good for him he's a pretty good commish um next up nba awards were this week uh so to pick up from <laughs> our topic last week yeah, you i'm just gonna this. <laughs> i'm just gonna go out and say it andre robertson won the nba awards Absolutely won them because we talked last week about how he was hitting up Rachel Demita and from not only. Yeah, exactly. So she posted a picture of the two of them at the awards and she also posted on her Instagram. Is this her? Yeah, it's her story. And it's the two of them together with a bunch of hearts up floating around their heads. So. Lord knows my man does not have a jump shot on the court, but he is apparently balling off the court. So I'm, I'm beside myself. I don't even know what to say. But Andre to Robertson, say, I raise my glass to you, sir. Hats off. He won the NBA awards and he didn't even play this year. Or win an award because he doesn't deserve one besides defensive. <laughs> Courts. He is great at that. But, and maybe maybe he'll come back with a better jumper. Yeah, maybe she'll maybe. teach him. She has a nice jumper. Um, I'm saying. <laughs> the next 
part is Ben Simmons, your rookie of the year. Obviously, lots of controversy around this because it's technically his second year. Uh, what do you think? Is that fair? I mean, is it fair? This is a conversation that we've been having. Uh, I guess my question is, what what's our threshold? Because the NBA definition as a rookie is someone who never played in an NBA game until that year. So, like, how would you have them change that rule? Well, for this particular situation, there was lots of reports that Ben Simmons was fine up until, like, he could play two months before the season ended. Like, if they were a playoff team, he would have been out there. But they weren't, so they are like, why play him? And so I think that's kind of messed up, that they could just sit a guy for two more months when he's ready to go. And that's just more experience he's getting scrimmaging every, you know, what, two or three days when they practice. Like, that's just more time he's getting on the court with those guys getting better while Donovan Mitchell's in at Louisville just probably not even playing because I think their season was over by then. <laughs> he's just yeah. working out lifting. He's not, like, playing five-on-five five with NBA players or even, like, top college talent probably. So Donovan I guess Mitchell deserved it, in my opinion. I think either way Donovan Mitchell deserved it regardless, but – yeah, I think it's more. just a hard thing for the NBA to draw a hard line on. Because if it's a guy who never played in the game, what if a dude gets hurt in the third game of the season and now he's out the whole year? Is he a rookie the next year? No, because he played in the game. But that doesn't feel really different to me from a guy who didn't play at all. Yeah. Does the preseason count? Does it not? Should it? So I think it doesn't. They need okay. Well, because Blake Griffin got hurt, remember in the preseason, missed the whole season, okay. and he was then up, should it? up for rookie of the year. He might even won it. Uh, so that's the thing. I think semantically, this is hard. Is it fair? I don't know, but I think I think Donovan Mitchell earned it anyway. Yeah. Um. Here, the next award is one that I think is straightforward. Most improved, Victor Oladipo. I think yeah, he earned easy, that. Easy, easy. He came out of nowhere, and he led his team. And fun fact, at the uh, NBA Awards, he was busting out some pipes. Yeah, he sang before, too. Uh, gosh, what was it on? But, no, the dude can sing. He's talented. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm, we mentioned this before. He released an, an R&B album. <laughs> Or a, few, a song or two or something like that, but I'd listen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm bitter that he sucked when he was on OKC, and then decided to be just the man this year. But uh, next up, defensive defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert, also earned. He was all over the the boards and all over. Like just blocking everybody from the highlights they showed. There were some, there were some nice blocks. Who um, the, uh, the other candidates that were Anthony Davis, also a good candidate, and then Joel yeah. Embiid was randomly on there. I didn't think he did anything special this season <laughs> defensively, but other people had some. Um, I don't know, some different opinions, I guess. Hmm. I didn't see enough Sixers to say definitively. But it doesn't sound to me like Embiid is a guy who's really known for his defense. 
Yeah. Maybe he blocks shots, but like that's like whatever. The question I have is like why why does it seem that it's more so given to big men or guys that play the power forward center position? Like I know Draymond won it and he's like you can call him like a power forward, a big man, I guess, because he plays that position. It's just to me it feels like it's just guys who get blocks. And I'm like, that's not all defense. But what about Kawhi Leonard? He won it the two years before Draymond. And rightfully so. But I feel like that's like a outlier in like all the defensive in, players. In the history yeah. in the history of it, yes. I, I would There's agree. There's been like Kawhi and what Gary Payton and like <laughs> there's not a lot of guards, you know, it's just a lot of big dudes. So it's interesting. I don't know who makes that decision. I think there's definitely guys that lock up. They might not have stats to prove it with steals and blocks and whatnot, but they play great defense. So I feel like maybe it has to do with the way the game is played because historically, if you have a dominant big man, you're a good team. I think guys like Draymond and Kawhi winning it shows the shift of the league away from that. But even now in the three-point dominant era, if guys can't get to the rim because you have a good big man, a good rim protector, they're forced to shoot threes. And I think that's a lot of teams' downfall. So maybe it has something to do with impact oh, on the man. game. The last guard before Kawhi landed in the 2014-15 season, that was his first one, then he won it again 15-16, yeah. was Gary Payton, 1995-1996. Wow, that's a long time. That's, that's what I mean. Like, They don't get enough credit. I don't know, man. Michael Jordan won it in 87 before that. I think that's the only other one. I just can't believe Scottie Pippen was never a defensive player of the year. Sure. Yeah. I mean, when you're, but you got guys in the league like Dennis Rodman and uh, Hakeem Olajuwon and Matumbo and Alonzo Morty. Scotty Pippen, man. But I'm just saying, like, they're, that's kind of like a little, uh, like, big man uh, stereotype there. He wasn't the hugest dude. He wasn't probably getting lots of blocks. He was just locking guys up. Yeah. It's the fact that Jordan won and Pippen didn't. Anyway, that's a different conversation. <laughs> uh, next, uh, Dwayne Casey wins coach of the year. Go Raptors! Sweet good decision. <laughs> That's just kind of clowning. I don't know. Oh man! It, I mean, like, come on! It was obviously coach had a great season coaching because no one thought that Raptors team was going to be as good as they were. He's proven to be a good coach over the years. Wasn't really that big of a surprise that he won. It was just more of like funny that they gave it to him because he got fired. You wouldn't think. You'd think maybe they'd kind of like be like, oh, maybe he wasn't that good because he got fired. You know, like rethink their decision yeah but (laughs) well did you see on twitter the raptors quoted a tweet of like the announcement that he won and said congrats Dwayne." and then the pistons quoted the same tweet and said congrats coach with a winky face emoji which i just (laughs) thought was sort of funny you you know the raptors social media guy got canned after that one (laughs) people's twitter (laughs) accounts are just so petty these are organizations and they're just petty Oh, man. Oh, I love it. Uh, Jamal Crawford won an award that I didn't know that was like a thing, the Ultimate Teammate Award. So I guess that's kind of like the ESPYs, like, Brave Award. What's that award they have? Like their Courage Award or something? Um, so I guess that's the NBA version of that, the Ultimate Teammate Award. No, but what were you comparing it oh, to? Oh, the ESPYs, like their Courage oh, the, Award. It's like that one-off the award. The Arthur Ashe Award? Yeah, that's already like – 
it's already predetermined before the, you know, everybody knows about it prior to the yeah. awards. It was like one of those, but I mean, shouts out to C town, man. <laughs> Jamal Crawford Big facts. from the two Oh six. He seems like a I great teammate. He's a dude who champions his young players. I think he just shuts up and he comes off the bench and he gets buckets and he's done it for years. I think that's well-deserved. So do I. I mean, yeah. It's always it's, it's usually a veteran guy. I think it needs to be. And here's the big discrepancy. Mr. Mm. James Harden wins the MVP. They picked the wrong James. They did. They did. They did. <laughs> I stand by the assertion that he won it on the coattails of last year. Last year man. it was... Man, Harden could be the MVP, but Russ was better. And then so this year he had another outstanding season, and they said, eh, we'll give it to him. Even though I think if we're going to talk value, there's this dude in Cleveland who could have won it for, I don't know, the last 14 years and didn't win it every one of those years. So, I mean, we, there was a graphic release. LeBron played only 10 more games than James Harden. And had about 60 more points than him, or exactly 60. Like 300 more assists or rebounds or something like that? He had 300 more rebounds, uh-huh. 140 more assists. He shot 54% compared to James Harden's 44. Well, 45, I'll round up. Uh, yeah, it's like if you play more games, you should probably shoot a worse field goal percentage. But, you know, unhuman, LeBron James. Yeah. So, I mean, the stats kind of speak for themselves. People were arguing. Uh, That's what Kyrie Irving said, was the stats speak for themselves. Yeah, people were arguing a record. But, I mean. That's so stupid. But you mentioned, because, the, you mentioned the thing about the switching places. Go ahead. You mean, like, trade them straight across teams? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you put LeBron on Houston in place of James Harden, and you put James Harden on that sorry Cleveland team, it's not even close. And the Rockets win the NBA championship. <laughs> oh, yes. Agree. And, yeah, there's a lot of things we could say about it. Um, on, like I mentioned about Kyrie Irving, he was mm-hmm. quoted saying that there's a people's MVP and there's an NBA MVP. Um, he said the people's MVP was definitely James Harden, but the NBA MVP was definitely Braun. He went on to say, I mean, if we're talking based strictly off stats, he checks every mark. Mm-hmm. And I agree. Um, I I would like a little more context from Kyrie as to what he means by the people's MVP versus the NBA MVP. I think that's easy. I think the the people's MVP is every like people love to hate on LeBron James. So if he won it, they'd be pissed, kind of thing. Okay, that's fair. I you know they would. They'd be like, this guy's in his fifteenth year. He shouldn't be winning MVP. Like there would be so many things people make up and pull out their asses. They were just like, oh, you know, he shouldn't have won because uh, he got a bad haircut on a Tuesday in January. <laughs> you know, like people make up the most lame excuses for why LeBron sucks, which is just a wrong. Yeah, and, and why he like is disliked, which is mostly wrong, I guess. <laughs> I guess another question that I have, though, is, is is this Kyrie's place to talk about? Is he staying in his lane with this? Because I feel like you're discrediting fans' opinions 
and you're kind of speaking on behalf of the entire NBA. Yeah. Uh, he might know some guys that probably feel the same. I don't know. I mean, he, the, the video that I saw, it looked like he was on some like weird talk show that he probably didn't think was going to get that much traction, but this is the oh, biggest, please. this is the biggest thing that he said since the earth was flat. So <laughs> Kyrie Irving knows that anything he says is going to get out. Yeah, I mean, people were trying to be like, oh, are the fences mended? Are they friends now? Are going to play together? It's like they might not like playing together, but at the end of the day, it's respect. Like he knows what LeBron did for him to get him a ring. And yeah, he knows how good of a player he is. And so does everybody else in the league. Like most people are going to tell you LeBron James is the best player in the league, <laughs> most NBA players. And so yeah. that is just respect. Um, and I don't think Kyrie's wrong. I'm just asking questions. I know, and I'm just I'm giving uh, I'm giving some uh, insights to your questions. <laughs> just just needed just needed to be known that I think he's right. Moving on, so does probably ninety percent of the NBA in the world. Uh, Oscar Robinson, the Big O, won the Lifetime Goat. Achievement Award. Definitely, Goat. definitely earned. Uh, something I learned from this, I didn't know he like created free agency. So he was the head of the NBA PA, the NBA Players Association. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I think he like, he's either, the, he started it or he was like one of the first um, presidents of that. And so he got the players the opportunity to become free agents and kind of decide their own fate because he was like, why do the teams get to decide where we go, but we can't have a say in where we want to play. And that's where free agency started with Oscar Robinson, the walking triple double. Yeah, for real. Uh, something interesting I thought was Charles Barkley and some other players and in the video said that he was like the second best player of all time, if not the best player ever. Uh, unfortunately, like, I feel like it's just there wasn't enough video evidence around then. Obviously, the stats speak for themselves. The stats are unreal. But people like to see things before they make judgments. So I think he kind of gets that same era uh, belittling sort of deal as Bill Russell and like because, Kareem of where like everybody was short and skinny and like <laughs> I mean Kareem came a little later so I think that there's less of that argument or not Kareem him, sorry but, sorry Wilt 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 Chamber Wilt yeah oh especially him um, where I mean Bill Russell has eleven rings Wilt Chamberlain averaged twenty five rebounds and fifty points for multiple seasons like. I don't care what era these guys play in. They would have been good players. So I think the big O gets that same kind of, oh, well, he played in the whatever it was, the early 60s through the early 70s. And so his it just doesn't count. Yeah. But he's definitely a top 10 player of all time for sure. I'm with it. The big O. I'm a big fan. But that's cool, man. He created free agency. I had no idea. Yeah. Smart guy. All right, it's that time. Every other week, we come back to it. Nate's Collegiate Athlete Assessment, NCAA. Let's get it. So this week, (laughs) uh, this week we got Brandon Williams, a University of Arizona commit, uh, my alma mater. So I'm just going to go through these kind of quick so we can get to hip hoop and our football we know segment and get you guys out of here. So you've not just listened to us for 13 hours. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Williams is a point guard out of, 
Encino, Encino, yeah, California. Encino, California. Uh, 6'2", 170. Skinny, skinny, skinny fella. Little bro. Shout out A-Hop for all these specs. He looked them up for me. Uh, Got you. <laughs> he's number 39 in the ESPN Top 100. And then a four-star athlete. Uh, he was number 21, however, by 24-7 sports. Which is a pretty big difference. Yeah. Uh, do you do you happen to know what his point guard rating was though, and his position? I can find out while you keep yeah. talking. I'll keep talking. You find out. So right off, right off the bat here, we got his scouting report being his. He's got some good handles as a point guard should. Change of pace, misdirection, all. He's pretty quick, so all that in his favor. Um, he's very good at getting his shots. Uh. He has lots of moves, lots of Euro steps, spin moves, whatever. Per ESPN, he's number 13. All right. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, I feel like his NBA comparison is considering like his playing ability. If you look up his mixtape, it's just him driving and like going around people and blocking people, which was a huge part of John Wall's game. Uh, mm. So I'm going to say he's like a less explosive John Wall. I like jump. that. He, he can't jump quite as high, or but he can shoot better. And but in terms of them driving and attacking the hoop and passing, it's like similar. And then on the defensive end, they both love to just get up and block shots from behind off the board and whatnot. So I saw yeah. a lot of that in his highlights, and I was like, okay, that's very John Wall high school mixtape highlights, <laughs> which is the best hoop mixtape ever. But despite his lack of like explosiveness off the floor, he does have a killer first step. And he can jump, so I like that comparison. He's real crafty once he attacks the basket, which I think Wall is also pretty good at. Yeah, I think the big thing for him that sets him apart is he can shoot the three a lot better than John can. Yeah, um, most definitely. That'll help him and Arizona in the coming coming season. Uh, but yeah, he's 6'2". What was it? Uh, 170. 170. A little undersized height and weight for the NBA. I mean, if Isaiah Thomas can do it, he can do it because <laughs> he's and Isaiah Thomas is a lot shorter. But you know what I mean. I always I know that, but it, it doesn't work out like that for everybody. Because you, we say things like, "Oh, Nate Robinson did it," or Isaiah Thomas is doing it. But those guys are anomalies. That's why there's only a handful of guys under six foot that were ever successful in the league. Yeah, thankfully he's six two. Uh, I, I was going to touch on that though. Like he might need two or three years. I don't think he's a one and done. I think he needs some work and build some muscle. Oh, yes. Uh, whether or not he does that and listens to me will, will remain to be seen. But <laughs> Listen up, Brandon. At the moment, yeah, he needs to stay in at least another year. Uh, next up, we got R.J. Barrett, who's supposedly the number one everywhere. Every board has him number one five-star recruit. Uh, shooting guard, 6'7", 200 pounds. Canadian boy. Canadian. However, he goes to Monteverde in Florida, Monteverde Academy, which is, I've heard that name before. Pretty, they produce talent. Um, yeah. Of course he's going to Duke because Duke has like a starting five in the top 10 of every board. <laughs> uh -huh. Like their starting five is within the top 10, I should say. They got him and Zion Williamson and a couple other guys that maybe in the future I'll talk about. But Cam Reddish, Trey Jones, Joey yeah. Baker. <laughs> their their team is going to be disgusting next year. They have three dudes who are 6'7", 200. <laughs> they got an NBA squad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right off the bat, he's a lefty, which 
I love it. Crafty lefty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, only thing with him being a lefty, or maybe not even a lefty, it just looks kind of weird when he shoots. He's just a little stiff. It looks like he goes up kind of fluid, and then once he reaches his peak, his back kind of straightens and arcs backwards, and like he flicks it a little hard. Doesn't look great. Yeah, from what I saw, he dunks a ton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's great at creating creating a, a lane for himself. He's got a crazy good spin move. If you watch any highlights of this dude, oh, his spin move is nasty. <laughs> he just spins and dunks on everybody. Uh, good length. Very athletic. Um, you put on here that he has a potential to be a good defender. You know, I think so. You know a lot more about the defense area than I do. <laughs> I don't know how true that is, but being a good defender yourself. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> he's a great finisher. Yeah, mentioned that. Uh, and he led his Canadian team to gold at the World Cup of basketball. Put up, put up 38, 13, and 5 on the U.S. So, yeah, suck it, U.S. You suck. <laughs> and Montverde was 37-0 and 0 his senior year, which is kind of impressive. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see how him and Zion Williamson get along like on the court, just chemistry-wise, and who, who gets the ball. There's only one basketball. And True. their small forward, Cam Reddish, who, as you say, is a similar build, kind of same game. Okay, so RJ is the number one small forward, 6'7", 200. Cam Reddish is the number two small forward, 6'7", 203. They're both five stars. They were both given a 96 out of 100 by ESPN. So... They sound pretty similar, so it'll just be interesting. Like you said, there's only one ball. Yep. Uh, an NBA comparison for RJ is easily Rondé Hollis Jefferson, also a lefty, a guy who uh, I got to watch a lot of Arizona. He's a unreal defender. Um, you would love him if you watch him a little more. He's on Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, he's it's kind of the same boat where he has a shot. It's just not the best looking and he probably won't shoot many threes on you, but he can get to the rim well and rebound well. So I think those comparisons are like spot on. Like I, when I was watching his highlights, I was like, this is just Rondé Hollis Jefferson five years, six years ago when he was in high school, <laughs> whatever it was. So yeah, that look up those guys, watch for them this year. Brandon Williams, university of Arizona, RJ Barrett, Duke. And, Ew. uh, that's it. Yeah. Screw Duke. Uh, that's it for NCAA. Next up, we got a hop with hip hoop. Hey. All right. So trying to throw a little diversity of my artists in here, but this week we got one of the current goats in the game, Kendrick Lamar. Uh, this track is called the heart part four. This was a single, uh, in 2017 came out before the damn album. Um, kind of as promo. So I'll go ahead and cue this up for y'all and then we will talk about it. Tables turn, lesson learned, my best look. You jump sides on me, now you about to meet Westbrook. Go celebrate with your team and let victory vouch you. Just know the next game played, I might slap without you. Technical foul, I'm flagrant, I'm foul. They throwing me out, you throwing the towel. Look at the crowd, they no, I don't like that. Look at my smile, I'm smirking, calm but urgent. That ain't the style. All right. Did you catch the Westbrook bar? I did, and I was like, oh, that's why you chose this. <laughs> I chose it because it's dope. That's why I chose it. Um, so he says, tables turned, lessons learned, my best look. You jump sides on me, now you're about to meet Westbrook. So 
this is an obvious KD call out for starters. Um, kind of talking about betrayal. Uh, okay. Go celebrate with your team and let victory vouch you. Just know the next game played, I might slap the out you. Technical foul, I'm flagrant, I'm foul. They throwing me out, you throw in the towel. So this really runs with the whole Westbrook thing. We all know Westbrook is volatile. He's in your face. He's mean. He said his only friend on the court is the basketball. <laughs> so <laughs> this is Kendrick really playing to that mentality. Like, if you betray me, I'm going to come right at you. Uh-huh. Um and there's all kinds of little basketball things in here. Um, the technical foul, I'm flagrant, I'm foul. Throwing me out, you throwing the towel. Look at the crowd. Uh, so just a lot of cool basketball kind of jargon terminology in there. The thing I think that's interesting about this especially is if Kendrick is calling himself Westbrook, you have to ask who is his KD? Who is he referencing with this track? And according to the fans, it's – Actually, about Drizzy Drake. Nathan, did you know that there was some beef between Kendrick and Drake? No, I did not. New to me. So let's look into this a little Shout bit. Shout out Drake. Album Scorpion dropping when this releases Friday. <laughs> I will talk about that too. But so if, if Kendrick is Westbrook, that means that somebody is KD. Well, Drake and KD are friends. KD gets shout outs in Drake's music. See Weston Road Flows. If y'all haven't heard that, that's hot. We'll talk about that one another day. Um, so that comparison makes sense. This first bar that Kendrick spits is tables turned, lessons learned, my best look. Um, on Drake's Pound Cake, Paris Morton Music 2, he has a bar, tables turned, bridges burn, you live and learn. So the flow is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And you see Kendrick flip the the uh, you live and learn bar into lessons learned. So it sounds like he thinks that Drake was coming at him and he figured out, well, you're not my guy, I guess. There's too much um, like read between the lines stuff. It's <laughs> like, oh, I, there's so it's crazy. This is how Kendrick writes. This is why I love him. But yeah. uh, apparently that these two have been throwing these subliminal shots at each other since Kendrick's verse on Big Sean's control mm. back in 2013. So if you guys don't know Control, Kendrick called about called out just about everyone in rap. Um, J. Cole, Big Crit, Wale, Pusha T, Meek Mill, ASAP, Drake, Big Sean, uh, J. Electron, Tyler, Mac Miller. Um, and he's essentially just saying, I'm coming for you guys. Um, I'm going to be the best in the game, which is just a rap thing. So... For what it's worth, maybe Drake is just being a little sensitive, but we already knew that about him. Um, and one of the last things that you hear on this is Kendrick says, look at the crowd. They, nah, I don't like that. And you hear some paper crumple up, mm-hmm. uh, which could be suggestive of Kendrick saying he's critical of his own lyrics and he pours over them and he crumples stuff up and throws it away. But Drake allegedly he's got his ghost riders, so that's not a problem he has to worry about. Okay. Um, if this is interesting to you, which it was to me, there's a long article on Rap Genius. It's uh, a history of Drake and Kendrick Lamar's subliminal war. And there was probably 10 bars that I knew, and I knew the whole songs they were in, and I had no idea that these were shots at each other. So check that out. This track is The Heart Part 4, Kendrick Lamar. It's pretty dope. Give it a listen. And like Drake said, 
Oh, and like Nathan said about Drake, album comes out tonight. So Scorpion, check it out. I'm sure it'll be hot. Cool. I'm Drake now. Let's go. <laughs> uh, sweet. Thanks for that. That was uh, very in-depth about Drake, Drake and uh, Kendrick. I had no idea. That's cool. It felt a little rushed, so hope you caught it all. Yeah, I did. I mean, it's a podcast. You can rewind if you missed Touché. anything. So. <laughs> Touche. I mean, yeah, there's so much stuff we try to fit in each week. It's like, ah, hurry up. Um, yeah. So the last thing is uh, our for ball we knows, our unpopular opinions. And this one is like more of a joint unpopular opinion, I'd say, right? Yeah, and I don't know how unpopular it is, but yeah. Um, so, it, well, it's unpopular to the NBA, I guess. Uh, the NBA awards true. <laughs> the NBA awards need to be before the playoffs, <laughs> and mainly because the guys who won didn't show they deserved it in the playoffs. I mean, throughout the season, obviously, like I didn't think so, but the playoffs kind of just like hammered that home that they didn't didn't deserve it in my eyes what about you well i closed myself out of our doc so give me a second (laughs) um it's just like you said i think some of these awards were up in the air and then you watch the playoffs and they become very clear who they need to be but we aren't judging off of the playoffs quote unquote (laughs) so let's just run through a few of them so Dwayne Casey got fired. He didn't get fired just because he won coach of the year. Did he deserve it for the regular season? Yes. But then he takes this Raptors team who was the one seed and they get swept by a really <laughs> not that great Cavs team. I know that the whole Raptors has their shaking in their boots. Oh, it's LeBron kind of thing, but they got swept. That's bad. That's the one seed. <laughs> That's really bad. So I there's that argument for Dwayne Casey. If you want to look at the rookie of the year debate, Donovan Mitchell as the number one option led his team on a pretty impressive playoff run. Ben mm-hmm. Simmons had a game where he scored one point. He's not <laughs> I even forgot about that, bro. He's I not even the number one guy on that team. And he did not show up in the playoffs. So if you want to make the argument about rookie of the year, which again, was already up in the air, even discounting the is Ben Simmons a rookie argument. It's pretty clear that Donovan Mitchell deserves it. I mean, I another unpopular opinion of ours could be that he deserved it no matter what. Like, even if it was regular season and we didn't see, and it came out after the regular season, I still, still think Donovan Mitchell won. <laughs> Things I mean, he was doing are crazy. I agree with that wholeheartedly, but it's – the playoffs really brought that home though, because you could argue it in the regular season. Mm -hmm. And then the last part of my rant is Harden and LeBron. Can you really sit here and tell me value wise numbers wise after the playoffs that James Harden was more valuable to the Rockets than LeBron was to the Cavaliers. I'm waiting for somebody to honestly tell me they believe that (laughs) because there is no comparison, especially when you consider Chris Paul is out. It's a big game seven. You got to beat Golden State to go to the finals. Houston takes the L. I mean, I know in the Eastern Conference finals, there was a guy that showed up and showed out in that game seven. 
Mm. And who, who, who is that? I forget. LeBron? Le, <laughs> LeBron? Oh, LeBron James. Oh, that guy. That yeah. Guy. <laughs> so I think it was just very clear in that debate, too, post playoffs, that value wise, it's not even comparable. And so that just hurts the NBA because people are just like, why does this guy get it? I mean, like, because now my ju- judgment is like, clouded from the regular season i don't even remember the regular season what james harden did so and he was great and i'm not saying he's undeserving of the mvp i just think it's just the last thing like taste in your mouth is him in the playoffs that especially yes and i i feel like the nba is delegitimizing their awards by putting them after the playoffs i understand the reasoning okay the season's over it's like a finality kind of thing but keep the nba relevant that's that's what it is. It's all about the money and the marketing and like keeping that NBA going all year round. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's great and everything. I love the NBA being present and being. I around, like that they have the awards. I do. I like that part. It's cool, but it 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 feels wrong. Like the award show, I should say. Yeah. So just that's bad timing. They'll pro- hopefully they'll fix it in the future. I don't know. That's my rant: is that the NBA awards were bad and they gave them to the wrong people. And the playoffs really showed that. And yet mm-hmm. here we are judging off the regular season when it ended months ago. Yeah. Figure it out, NBA. And with that rant, the For Ball We Know podcast calling out the NBA, end of the podcast. <laughs> Woo! So thanks for listening to episode six. It was lit. Uh, Tune in so- to see if LeBron opts into his contract yes. or if he becomes a free agent. That's tomorrow. That's today when you're listening to this. Whoa. He has till today to opt in or out of his contract. Oh, if good opt, point. If, if he opts in, he's either thinking they're going to sign someone or he's going to try to get a sign and trade to help the Cavs out. And if he opts out, I think he's definitely gone. Sneak peek, he's opting out. Okay. Okay. A little unpopular opinion or what? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> yeah, he might, he might be opting out. If he waited this long, I feel like he kind of got to opt out. I think so too. Um, so yeah, we'll see. You guys will know before us probably if he's right. Um, so yes, thanks for listening. Subscribe, review us on iTunes or Stitcher, or whatever, to get the podcast out to the world. Big facts. If you're listening six episodes in, you got to give us some promo. I'm gonna just on. be real. Just a little bit of love. Just a little bit. That's all we ask for. We're giving you guys love. Give us some back. <laughs> Where is the love? Black that peas on them. All right, so from all we know, <laughs> from all we know, LeBron's going to the 76ers. What? Anyways. <laughs> that, for all you know, don't include me in that opinion. <laughs> With that said, we out. See ya. Adios, y'all. Man, I'm 75 and still alive. Like, damn, it went fast. I know somewhere up above my father's having a laugh. Every lesson that he told me adding up like it's math. And every time I'm looking dumb because I ain't listening to the man. And now I'm thinking, man, where my legacy at? As I'm staring at the child of my child on my lap. And it hits me all at once, man, this is where it at. I said, son, go get that bond. Let me show you who you are. I said, this is my legacy. I leave it for you. And it's something that's a part of me now, a part of you too And it's more than just a game, and it's more than just a sport If that ever truly is a sign of God, it's a proof It'll teach you how to work, how to love, how to lose All the dedication needed to be the man that you choose I'm leaving it for you so you can be the better man I handed in the rock like I put the world in his hands And now he's dribbling, yeah, yeah 
And now he's dribbling, yeah, yeah And now he's dribbling, yeah He put some shots up and he's dribbling